welcome to. Go on, continue. Hello and welcome to Best of the Best. I'm Mark. I'm Andrew. It's episode 69, Mark. Yes, the sexiest episode of the season. If I had to pick a sexy episode, it would it it probably be this one. This yes. is where it's all all getting down and dirty. It's July 1st, correct? Yeah. What day is it? Yeah. It's July yeah. 1st. What is it, a weekday? July 1st. Um, I mean, the 4th is this week, Mark. Yes, it is. How are you celebrating? My cousins are coming to town from Texas. Um, so I'll probably end up seeing them. Why the hell would you leave one of the most American states? For the most American holiday? The, yeah. Yeah. It's like... It would be like flying to Los Angeles from I, Texas for the the Fourth of July. It's I, like I think they're here to protest the overturning of Prop Eight. Probably, yeah. But it, <laughs> July Fourth just happens to be a happy coincidence. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Family, I guess. Well, why don't you go to them? I ain't got no money. You know, it's like there was a there was like a like a Russia Day. Let's just say there's a Russia Day. May Day. And you just wanted to, yeah. You just, you're just like, yeah, I'm going to go to Michigan, celebrate May Day. Yeah. Instead of going to Russia. Mm-hmm. I'm going to leave Russia to go to Michigan. Right. You're leaving the United States by leaving Texas to come to Los Angeles. Well, Texas, is Texas the most American state? If weren't they, they're, they're the only one, they're the only state that was its own country. Well, there's, there's, cel- uh, yeah, come back from that. No, they're celebrating their freedom. By being their own country, Mark. The most American thing to do is to leave America. Exactly. That's a good point. To rise up against, you know, what what did America do in the first place? Left the British. United Kingdom. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, if if Texas got to do it to be true Americans, then so be it. There's a couple other states they can take with them too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Andrew. Yeah. I have big news. I'm just saying that Texas, it's, it's it's crazy. And it's like you got all that land. It's the second largest state in the Union, Mark. Biggest in the uh, contiguous. In, in the, in the, yes, in the continental United States. Yeah. But um, And it's the second largest in terms of population. Yeah. Behind these guys. <laughs> um, so that's plenty of room to blow some shit up with, with some big old illegal fireworks. Yeah. Can't do that here. No. You got to, like, you set off sparklers. A, you set off a rocket. Everybody's going to know about it here. You fire a couple guns in the air. <laughs> Police helicopters are going to think you're shooting at them. Then they're, they're going to start swarming. Yeah. And you can... They, there are certain cities in, in, in Texas where they just give you a gun. You cross over the state the city border. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah. Here's your gun. Yeah. People just driving along, just firing them in the air, just thinking about stuff, just... Man, I really gotta just clear my mind. I need to fire a gun in the air. Yeah, yeah. Now it's all coming together. Birds, just just dead birds, just everywhere. It doesn't matter. It's Texas. It's Texas. It's like it's you know it's like Switzerland. Yeah. It's, it's a whole different country. That's it's so American that it's foreign to Americans. How American it is. We're so American. Yeah. And you just drive, and you see the the Western Hemisphere's largest cross just right there on the interstate. It's there. It's there. You can go touch it if you want. So it's a distance from the road, but yeah. you can see it. 
I mean, it's going to be a bit of a drive. But you're driving a big truck. You're driving a big truck. Off-roading. Who do you, what do you care? Yeah. You didn't pay for the gas. You know? You're an American. So you, somebody else did. Gallon, gallon gas in Texas like 89 cents. It's very cheap there. It's very cheap. You can do whatever you want there. Andrew. Anything you want. Really big news. Think of something you want to do, Mark. I'll tell you if you can do it in Texas. Now, I teased it out last week. You can do that. I can tease it out? Yeah. You can tease it out. You can tease your hair. No, sure. No, that's the one thing you can't do in Texas, actually. There's very strict laws Very strict hair-teasing laws in Texas. Yeah. They, they take their hair-teasing very seriously there. But if you want to tease a kid from being gay in Texas, oh, my God. Do it. <laughs> it's in the Constitution of the state. Required. It's, it's, it's part of the... Um, Gay kids are required to tease other gay kids. Gayer kids. Yeah. Yeah. They have to find the gayest and then... Just tease the hell out of them. them. Poke them. And uh, it's part of the uh, high school, like, exit exam. Like, it's it's like, well, you passed social studies, math, English. Now, you haven't passed your gay teasing test yet. You're going to need to study for that over the summer. Or you're not going to graduate. We're going to bring David Sedaris to the front of the class. (laughs) And uh, just think of the meanest things you can say. Yeah. I'm going to be up front with everyone. He likes to kiss boys, and he can't throw a ball. All so right. just so, have, I mean, have, have at, at it. it. Have Let's at it. See what you got. You teased it out last time, Mark. September. September 7th. 17th. 17th. I've got September. A t- I've got a tattooed on my arm now. 17th. I'm so intrigued. Now I can add. I still can't say exactly what it is. Yeah. But it's big. Big. It's coming. Uh-oh. And here's the other thing. Yeah. The torch will be passed. The torch will will be, be passed. passed. So I'm going to say that we are live broadcasting the 1990 the opening ceremony to the 1996 <laughs> Atlanta Games. Yes. Where Muhammad Ali lit lit the McDonald's uh, <laughs> fried dispenser. Yes. And it was a very, very um, emotional, symbolic and emotional. It was, it was a very nice thing. So, uh, be, look forward to that Olympic Park in Atlanta. Be ready, September, September seventeenth, seventeenth. Be Tor- ready. The this torch, is exciting. The torch is going to be passed. This is very big news. Mark, it is. Uh, what would you do? What'd you do this week? Nothing. Nothing. You just sat around, just looking at stuff. Kind of. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Um I feel like I did something. I went to um I went to the movies. I saw Monsters University in stunning three D. I saw it again for the first time. But also for the first also time. Also for the first time. And uh I was blown away that they like I specifically saw it in stunning in three D because I had I had passes. Yeah. So I was kinda hoping there weren't gonna be any anybody there. Especially since it was like it's like 12 o'clock on a weekday yeah it was like three in the afternoon the on a tuesday and uh you know those tickets are not cheap no but the crazy thing is that there were people there yeah these kids these like i don't know i i assume their parents they might be nannies i don't know but it, it's like bringing these this brood in with them to see monsters university and stunning 3d and it's just, it just, I was just like, I, I'm never having kids, Mark. Yeah. I'm never having kids because these kids, these things are expensive. Yeah. I, like, I don't know. This is, this is the thing, Mark, is if you, you're not aware. And they don't appreciate it. Mm-mm. No. They, kids were like up and wanted to leave. Yeah. I'd be like, you, you fucking appreciate every you frame of this begged film. for me to take you to this fucking movie. See it again for the first time in stunning, stunning 3D. 3D. Yeah. 
But uh, it's um, it's sixteen fifty. Oh my god! For an adult ticket, it's for three D at uh, the AMC in Century City. Eighteen fifty to see it in IMAX. Yeah, stunning three D. Yeah, I assume the kid tickets are a little less. Not much less though. It's got to be like fourteen fifty. So fourteen fifty times five, and they got to get popcorn and all sorts of shit. It's like parking. It's like a hundred. You're like looking at nearly a hundred dollars effectively. Yeah. It's bullshit. So, uh, what I'm trying to say is that kids are expensive, and I'm not, I I would prefer not prefer to, to put one to on layaway. Yeah, not to pay one. for it ahead of time. Sure. Before I get it. Yeah. Speaking of which, my brother friend of the show who's still a coward for not calling me back when i called him and challenged him yeah on the air right having a child oh, he's having him. a child good for him here's the thing mark yes you know what they're naming the kid andrew they're naming it andrew good for you but it is not in my honor did he specifically say that uh in in, in not in so many words but yes because Kid's name is Andrew. It's being named after the mother's father. Here's the thing, Mark. There's already one Andrew Krukowski. Yeah. In, Actually, there's two Andrew Krukowskis, if I'm not mistaken. In that, in this family. Yeah. In the family that, I, in the immediate family that I'm right. in. It's kind of a slap in the face. Yeah, it is. He could have lied to you. Couldn't have said. Uh, Naming him Andrew after you. Yeah. You, Big Daddy. Good, good work. Keep it up. But instead, no. Mm-mm. It's no. pretty mean. I don't like it. Because, uh, well, they, they, um, the middle name of the child is... Um, Andrew. John, I want to say. It's, I saw it on Facebook. That's the other thing, too. I saw this You're on only Facebook. finding all of this out on Facebook. All, I'm, just, it, I'm, like a, I'm like a private eye, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I just... Andrew Grugowski, family internet detective. Family internet detective. I, I, I'm like just sitting outside in the car. Yeah. I see somebody throw something away. I'm just digging Dig through the, the trash. trash. Yeah. Trying to piece it together through like ripped up slips of paper. Mm-hmm. But uh, I saw it on, on, the, uh, on the Facey Space. And um, it, it gives the kid a couple outs. Because uh, he'd go by, go by AJ. Oh, James. I'm sorry. It's James. Um, Andrew James. So uh, he'd go by um, AJ, go by James, go by Jim. Jimmy. I, have a, I have an uncle named Jimmy. Yeah. So I just say, I go, I'd say go by AJ. I don't know. I would call, call him. Get him on the blower? Yeah. Let's hey. find out what he's got to say for himself. Uh, I I uh, I made the suggestion before, and Britt said it would be a bad idea to call my brother on the air. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe next time. Maybe next. Time. Maybe next time. Mm, well, I'll think about it. All right. We'll see. We'll see how well this episode goes, and if it really starts heading sideways, we'll get him on the blower. Well, yeah. We'll see what's happened. What's happening with him? Depending on where our rage levels are by the end of the episode. Um. But yeah. Andrew, we're he talking named about it, named it Andrew. Yeah, named him Andrew. It's due in November, but uh, all these kids, all these kids, trying to steal my fucking thunder, Mark. Because it's rude. My sister, my sister's kids. Uh, one was dangerously close to my birthday. Yeah, so that's dangerous for the kid. Dangerous for the kid because he's gonna take presents out of a needy person's hands. Yeah, and then now trying to steal my name. That's, the only, that's really the only thing I have, Mark. 
That's all you've got now. It's really all I've got. That's a shame. It's just I look at my bank account. I look at I look at the things that I have. I look at the things that I've I've done. Have to show for yourself. Have to show for your myself. Resume. My 29 years of existence, and it's literally just a birth certificate with my name on it. That's all it says. So sad. But now some some doctor is going to come. Ah, but here's the thing, Mark. Here's the, here's the other thing. Mm-hmm. It's that uh, now that we have now that we have similar names. Credit cards? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you better believe it, my friend. Because <laughs> uh, you'll, you'll be surprised how easily a T turns into a J. Very the, easily. Uh, right. With the, the right tools. Easily. Yeah. Those tools being a pen. Yes. <laughs> a pen and uh, some uh, a very poor-sighted uh, clerk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mark, it is episode 69 of Best of the Best. It's our f- we, are, we, are, we are on a rocket sled. To that first to 500 win. Yes. What's at stake? Andrew, as with every episode, the first person to reach 500 points will receive a $25 Wendy gift certificate. That sounds great. Wonderful. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. No. It's, for, it's money on the table is what it is. Yes. But we have a second prize. Oh. Second thing is at stake here. Hmm. This is very exciting. Okay. You will receive a pair of cardboard 3D glasses. Hmm. That, not just any ones, not ones from like a cereal box, all right? Mm-hmm. These were distributed to the audience for Alfred Hitchcock's 1950s thriller, Dial M for Murder. That was in 3D? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, all right. Does it say any, does it say specifically on the side, like, you know, Dial M for murder, and on the other side, it's like dialemformurder.com. Find out more. Yeah. Dialemformurder.com. Hashtag dialem 3D. Um, no, but take take our word. Take their take take, take the word for it. Yeah. Uh, knowing knowing the uh, they definitely smell like they're from the fifties. Knowing the the the, ma- the slovenly masses that we hire in the prize posse, I. I have, I've, I've I have been a tough time taking their word for it. I, I've been told that written it doesn't say "Dial in for murder" or anything like that written on the side, but it does say um, "for for coloreds only." Oh, so you definitely get a sense that it was yeah from the fifties. Some, somebody yeah, in, mm, I don't know if I want them anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like maybe this is a like, pass. It's like uh, collecting Nazi memorabilia. <laughs> it's like what, really think about why it, do you yeah. want it? Well, I guess it's your cross to bear if you win. Yeah. Well, you could burn it if you want. You can do whatever you want with it. Yeah. Give it give it to uh, another racist member of your family. I don't know. Make yeah. their day. At least you're spreading sunshine somewhere, right? Somewhere. Mark, we have to start with our customary coin flip. Today we are dealing with a, looks like a Denver quarter, celebrating the great state of Missouri. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says here, Core of Discovery. Got uh, some guys in toboggan, like a or like a canoe, discovering stuff. And there's like um, St. Louis Arch back there. Yep. Go ahead and call it in the air. Heads. It is heads. It is heads. Mark, today we are talking. Speaking of the birth of children and the number sixty-nine. And the number sixty-nine. Mark, today we're dealing with origins. 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 That's our topic today here right. on Best of the Best, July 1st, 
2013, the year of our Lord. Mark, our first category here on Best of the Best, we are talking about the best origin film. Origin film. Origin film. Yes. Oregon film. Yes. We're talking about the best Oregon film based on the Oregon Trail. Mm-hmm. You're going to be the banker. You can be the farmer. You can be the hunter. You always pick the banker. You got the most money. You want the most money. You want the most money. You buy all the bullets. And you want to ride that thing like a bat out of hell. Yeah. You want to go as fast as possible. You don't care who you overtake. That's where the points are. And you don't do not don't don't pay anybody to cross that to river. Cross that river. You take it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Like a man. And if anyone dies during it, well, you know what? They were too weak. Too they weak do. to be a part of your family. Better off. They're they're gonna be dead. You're not gonna be dead. You'll be the last one to die. Oregon was like a eugenics pro- project. We mm-hmm. wanted only the strongest. We wanted we wanted literal supermen. Yeah, coming from from Oregon all the way to California. No, you were going to Oregon. I kept going. Just I, I just passed right through. Took Oregon. a left. <laughs> Fuck this. I am a banker. What yeah. do I care? I got money to spend. Mm-hmm. Other people's money. Yeah, I'm gonna go get gold. California. Uh, best origin film, Mark. Kick or receive? Receive. Receive. You're going to go first in this first round. Mark, the best origin film is what? Andrew. Yeah. The best origin film. Origin films, generally, superheroes, what we're going to be talking about. Um, Batman Begins. The first Superman movie. Die Hard. <laughs> okay. But by far, the best origin film is 1999's The Matrix. Mm. Let me tell you why. Yeah. Not only are you getting the origin of our protagonist, Neo. Nee. Uh, Mr. Anderson? I think it's John Anderson, right? Yeah. You're getting the origin of the whole world. This whole incredible mythos of uh, robots taking over the world. Mm-hmm our lives being computer programs when the movie came out it really changed how a lot of people viewed really their whole world mm-hmm. and it gave us that those kids who would wear the neo uh trench coats trench coats yeah bunch of fucking assholes high school those kids. a bunch of sad <clears throat> sad people that's the thing mark i don't understand um when it comes to fashion trends because you can't you can't possibly look at look at Keanu Reeves in that movie wearing a big black trench coat and his like combat boots and like he's wearing like black cargo pants. pants no is he wearing I guess he's not wearing cargo he's wearing like standard black slacks but he's got gun holsters like around his legs and yeah stuff like that tight black shirt thin black glasses and you cannot I I don't know how I don't know what kind of delusional world people live in where you're some goony 16 year old yeah who has picked up like your father's london fog oh yeah <laughs> that's like gray oh i like it <laughs> pop that on and said oh yeah it, it I'm, said i'm i'm taking i'm, I'm taking, cool now i'm taking both pills now i'm cool <laughs> that's what you said yeah uh yeah it, it doesn't make any sense and there were kids in my school that 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 did this and i don't know i don't know what kind of statement they were trying to make I'm cool. Because yeah, especially in the wake of Columbine, um, I, I I still don't know. Like, there's a fashion statement behind it, and I, that definitely kicked it off. But it was just um, it was weird. Yeah, it was dumb. Well, especially especially if you lived like you're saying you lived in Victorville, 
where it would be exactly like it, it in winter it would be like 60 degrees for three days yeah and then the rest of the year it's 90 something and there's kids walking around what but the specifically it was like slimmed it was it was it was the one from the second movie yeah it was a real tight cut at the top and then it flared out at the bottom like a robe yeah and it looked ridiculous yeah it looked nobody ever got it cut correctly and it's like Oh, trench coats are supposed to be for, like, businessmen who are walking in, in the 60s in, like, London. Yeah. That it's, like, it's shitty and rainy, and you don't want to get your actual suit right. wet. But yet, here is this fucking goony-ass dickhead <laughs> with his trench coat and, like, big dog shirt tucked into his cargo shorts. Yeah. And he's wearing sandals at the same time. With socks. Yes. And you're just like... You f- and, and, it's, and it's like 25 degrees outside. No, it's, it was like 125 no, degrees. No, I'm talking about oh, your, for, for it, my your world. Yeah. So it's like this this guy comes trudging in and you're just like, what what fucking planet do you live on? Yeah. He's like, I'm just making my own statement, man. I'm just wearing clothes. Why does it got to be a big deal? Because there's, there's always that guy. Deal? There's always that guy who always wears shorts. Like it's, it's different for you. I guess living in seventy degree weather all the time, but they would be like literally 10, 10 degrees outside. Yeah, and so there'd be that fucking guy who'd always wear like cargo shorts and socks with sandals, mm-hmm. and you're just like, you, I just, I'm not mad because you're kind of goobery. I'm just mad. I just, I just look that at you. You are. I just look at you. I'm just like, what, what, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. What, what are you doing? This doesn't know. The sandals denote that you don't need to wear socks. Yeah. And it's it's like 10 degrees outside. And you're like, well, I'm always warm. Uh. It's like, well, then, you know, you know what I would appreciate with this guy? If he had come in with a seersucker suit. Now, that I could appreciate. A good seersucker suit. Yeah. yeah. Like a real, like, t- like, light linen, like. Yeah. Yeah. Blue pinstripes. Yeah, like I'd be fine with that. That is I'm a like, nice looking suit. I'm like, that's you know, that's fine. That's fine. But no, he's got the trench coat on. I'm mm-hmm. so I'm sorry. I've inter I've, I've interrupted your. Let's get my brother on the blow. Final here. arguments. Go ahead and, uh, I got a wire over here. Yeah. Uh, um, your origin film. Okay, so it's the best origin film. Why? Well, here's what it does right. Yeah. Um, most of the movie is the origin. Mm-hmm. Most of the movie is this guy coming to terms with being the salvation of humanity. And it's only at the very, very end that he flies off into the um, sunset, basically. Yeah. The mistake that... Because there's that part where they their smiths are beating him up. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I can fly. And he flies away. And they all look up, and they just kind of shrug, shrug and, and walk wander away. away. Yeah, in the second one, that's what happens. But in, yeah, the mistake that other origin films make is that you lose, you effectively lose the first act of the movie. Only the first act of the movie is the origin. Like in Iron Man, he becomes Iron Man about thirty minutes into, uh, forty-five minutes into the movie. Uh, yeah, well, he becomes like shitty Iron Man. But he's a man of iron. Yeah. Uh, and then from then on, it's Iron Man. Yeah. Where uh, or um, Batman begins, he starts Batmaning. I think about halfway through the movie. Mm-hmm. 
So what you really end up with is the first half of the movie is before I was Batman, and the second half of the movie is Batmaning. Now I'm Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine, but I like that they took a departure from that in that you really get the whole movie to see his struggle, Neo's struggle, to become superhuman. Mm -hmm. So you never get to the point. Once he becomes Batman in Batman Begins... You don't really worry about his overall safety because you're like, well, now he's Batman. Yeah, he'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. Somebody shows up with a gun. You're like, you just brought a gun to a Batman fight. <laughs> Batman's got ways yeah. for this. He's, he's got an out for everything. Doesn't matter what it is. You bring a nuke, he's got He's got that. He's got it. Whereas Neo, for the entirety of the movie, he's at risk. You know, when he gets shot and killed, spoiler, at the end, you're like, well, didn't wasn't man enough yet so you know you it's a more thrilling experience to get stabbed with that rebar and that's the third one wide shot Weird pull framing. out you're like why aren't they showing the rest what? of her oh my god <laughs> there should have been an arrow noise when it went through her <laughs> that um the wilhelm scream from ah! yeah yes yeah. Yeah. Now that would have made for a much better That's movie. That's a much better movie. Yeah. And then you kind of lose all of that because by the time you get to the second and the third movies, he's effectively invincible. Yeah. And then the whole point of the movie is look at all the cool stuff we can do. Mm-hmm. But having the whole first movie be this guy's origin, it's really exciting. And then, you you know, you, I, I remember being quite pleased with the end of it. I don't remember wanting a sequel at the end of the matrix i was like well, i think that's pretty, good i think we're there closed ended yeah i think i think just because it was so popular they kind of felt the need to do it obligated to make it a trilogy yeah. i don't think it was ever uh, I, I could be wrong i don't know much about it but i don't it doesn't seem like it was ever conceived as a trilogy right that it was just enough closed endedness it didn't to, feel like it no it didn't there was there was enough loose ends tied up i mean you have the world you built the world yeah but it's like you know it'd be like Demanding a sequel to Equilibrium. But then starring Christian Bale. Yeah. Gun Kata. Gun Gun Kata. Gun Fu. Uh, Good pick. Mark, best origin film is uh, a little independent film. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's a bound. (laughs) Yes. I. It's the best one. Uh, no, it's, it's a little movie called Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars A New Hope, specifically, not, not Phantom Phantom Menace. Menace. So, you got this kid, right? It's on this shit kicker of a planet. Victorville, California. Victorville, California. He looks up at his, the two sons. Twin sons. And he dreams of something more. Something. Going to Tashi Station. Yeah. Just pick uh, up some power converters. He just needs something. They, somebody's trying to unload some fucking droids on him. It's a it's a partner deal. He need he's got to get fucking both of them. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It just it feels two for one. Just feels pushy. It's like when you go to Best Buy and they try and put put the extended warranty, extended service plan on you. And yeah. you're just like God, just. And I, just these, let me, I, I spending I a lot of money on the stereo this, system. Could have bought this on Amazon, but I didn't specifically because I want it now. Yeah. And 
Now, Look, if this was a toaster, I'd say, yeah, you don't need the extended warranty, but you're putting a lot of money into the stereo. There's a lot of cables, fine, a lot of wires. Fine. You could bring it in, and our geniuses will repair yeah, it. Yeah, I bet they for will. For free. No, they won't. I have to pay for free. No, it's not for free. I can tell. I'm looking at. Sir, look right there. It, right there. It, it's, that's not for free for this well, particular it's a $25 item. It's, service. Yes. But aside from that, yes. it's free. It, Fine, fine, fine. Free means $25. Fuck it. You know what? I just have money to burn. I don't care. Give me both the droids. All right? So then he takes both droids home. Yeah. A, this one is preloaded with this thing. It's like startup screen. This And it's crazy, too, because the, the, the guy told, said ahead of time, he's like, these are brand new droids. These Fresh are brand the new computers. You won't find any anything on it yeah and uh, you're just you're just hitting buttons you're like ah, there's a lot of pornography on this droid so you're just flipping through trying to delete it so you can clear it and give it to give it to your shitty uncle yeah and uh you find this so that it can go out to the main ridge yeah and work on the uh evaporators but you find this um well the protocol droid's not gonna do that he's mainly it's mainly used for uh well, he's there to talk to yeah the evaporators. the evaporators well i guess so uh, so you find this message on it now. Now it kickstarts this whole adventure. This this hot lady looks like she needs some help. Yeah, really hot, really hot, like super hot. Like it makes you feel weird. Gentlemen, that you're so start your engines. <laughs> you're so attracted to this woman. Yeah, but uh, now you're intrigued. Now you got to find this out. Yeah. So you start sniffing around. You talk to a creepy old guy down at the bar that's mm-hmm. in these weird robes trying to figure that out but then you're fucking this creepy old guy is wearing these robes that you remember kids from your high school wearing <laughs> yeah that's yeah <laughs> and you were just like what an asshole, what that, an guy asshole that guy was wearing sandals with socks just Bro. what a dickhead uh wearing like a fedora on top of the robe anyway so you find this guy adventure kickstarts and you got nothing left you, your house burned down <laughs> Somebody, yeah. somebody blew the fuck the out of that house. Bad guys burned your family alive. So, I guess you, I guess you can just go, right? You just go to the bar. You yeah. Know, you just got to find a pilot and get off this awful rock of a planet. Mm-hmm. And then you're Sell off your to your car. off to your adventure, and uh, that's the best origin. It's just like the origin of Luke Skywalker, untethered. Luke's untethered, and he can just go. Mm-hmm. Just you know, whatever. And so. We are, it, it's a best origin story because it's our first, I mean, obviously the prequels undid a lot of that, but you got to think in 1977, um, y- y- this is your first taste to this universe and you're just like, Jesus Christ, this thing is, this world is so expansive mm-hmm. and you're in you, you're seeing the origin of this character plus the origin of other characters. Yes. Start right then and there. You're seeing, I mean, th- th- this is the origin of luke skywalker but in in like the viewers minds this is the origin of all these characters that yeah you're, you're, the seeing, universe. you're seeing them for the first time and so i think that's the best origin story that it just kick-started this huge universe but at the same time we're we we have a simple thread to follow like i hate origin stories i think i've said this before on this podcast i despise origin Things stories Andrew hates zombies zombies and origin, origin stories. stories i love how you picked like the worst fucking things that i am not a fan of you don't have to 
I already I signed on, Mark. Right. As soon as it comes in the box, I start talking about it. Okay. Origin stories, especially when it comes to comic books, it's just like, get on with it. Like, Batman Begins is a wonderful film, but it's like, I just want to see some goddamn Batman. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see, like, no, I'm Bruce Wayne and I'm... I'm conflicted. No, it's like you want to see, like, that's why the Dark Knight fires on all cylinders. Like, it's just like, you're just, all right, we got the Joker. Burder. And we got, Burder. we got Batman. Burder. And it's just, Burder. we're just, here we go. Here we go. We're off to the races. Yeah. Where's Vicky? That's the wrong warehouse. The wrong warehouse. That's all you need. That's all you need, Mark. But you get stuck, you get just, then, because then you get, you get, um, hamstrung with Man of Steel, which is just like God. Man of Steel at least does it in flashbacks. Like it's intercut. Uh, no, well. nobody cares. Everyone knows who Superman is. Yeah. Nobody cares. Yeah, everybody knows. Yeah, and it's like obviously Superman Returns is not a great film. Superman Returns is awful. But uh, it's just like again enough with the like that's why like Iron Man two, Iron Man two. We start with Iron Man. And we just we just we we run it out. Well, you would say Iron Man two is probably the best of the franchise, right? Uh, no, Iron Man one is probably the best. How? Iron you, Man two has two Iron Men. You've said it yourself. Uh, it's the best title, but <laughs> Iron Man one has one Iron Man. Yeah, but again, you just want you just want Iron Man going out and being Iron Man. You don't want to see Tony Stark dicking around doing stuff. Yeah, He's, Iron Man two doesn't make a lot of sense. How doesn't it make a lot of sense? You got the guy. Tony the Stark goes electric. <laughs> he goes to Monaco. He goes to Monaco, right? Yeah. And then spur of the moment, he decides, I'm gonna jump into the race. Yeah. Right. Because he's Tony Stark. So nobody, nobody knows that he's gonna do that, right? Mm-hmm. Then Whiplash, played by Mickey Rourke, is a um, disguises himself as like a pit crew worker. It's like a like a rock crag, like a rock man, a, a golem, I believe, is what they're called. Like yeah, golem. That's what Mickey Rourke is. Yes. He's a golem. He disguises himself as a pit crew worker, and then attacks Tony Stark. Right? Yeah. Well, he knows who, how he ha- knows that Tony Stark is Iron Man. Everybody does. Everybody does. So I. What doesn't make sense is Mickey Rourke went to Monaco. And then, what was his plan originally before Tony Stark just out of nowhere said, I'm going to drive a Jump him in a hotel? Who knows? Doesn't matter. You could, again, it's like he, Tony Stark is one of the biggest celebrities in the world, according to Marvel. Yeah. Like, he's just constantly known. People know where he is. People know what he's doing. And he might, all, like sudden, he might all of a sudden, all of the, you know, a spur of the moment thing, jump into this race. But there are probably people already thinking, like, he probably will be in this race. So Mickey Rourke probably follows the you know the, the rags, yeah, tabloids, Twitter, yeah, F- yeah. Twitter will know ahead <laughs> of everybody else, yeah. But um, Star Wars: New Hope doesn't. You don't. There's none of that. It's like we're just following the simple thread of this kid who just wants to do better, right? So, but we're introduced to Luke. We're introduced to all this incredible Chewbacca sur- <laughs> surroundings revolving around Luke. Yeah, but it's a story that everyone can relate to. That you want to do better for yourself, you're stuck in a dead end town. Mm-hmm. You want to go somewhere. You want to be better than you are. And you know, if I believe, if, 
Like, God forbid, God forbid Star Wars were ever remade, that they would, like, reboot Star Wars. Isn't that effectively what they're doing with Star Wars 7? Well, Star Wars 7 is its own thing. Yeah. Like, like Star Wars 7 will be post- Return of the Jedi. Yeah. And so maybe it'll be telling new stories with these similar characters, but it's not like we're it's not like we're going and saying, Who would make a good Luke Skywalker? Oh. Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum, absolutely. And then it would then it would like you'd have to it would no. just be again, you'd have to rebuild everything. Channing Tatum is Han Solo. <clears throat> Joseph oh. Gordon Levitt. Yes. Yes. Is Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker. Yeah. And Paul Giamatti is um, Darth Vader. Vader. Yeah. And The Rock Chewbacca. is Chewbacca. Yeah. Yeah, this, all, this is all working for me. Uh, and then um, Amy Adams, I guess, is Leia. Yeah, like she's, I can see that. I feel like she's in a lot of stuff. Uh, so, but, again, then you'd have to sit there and you'd have to, you'd have to be like reintroduced Osimo to all stuff. is C-3PO. Yeah, that's pretty good. He falls down a lot. <laughs> does that crouching run yeah <laughs> it's really really horrifying people are really creeped out by it <clears throat> but um that's uh i just say god forbid god forbid that would have to happen that way because it would just be tons and tons of just recycling the same shit over and over again the same story we've already been told and they would probably recycle a lot of the shots because that's what like that's what rebooted um or you know uh, origin stories for comic books do where they just go to the comic book and then they try and reframe it specifically mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to think of a specific instance I, I mean sometimes you get away from it like Iron Man I mean if you take something a, a comic book character that was kind of started in the 60s and then you bring him to now it's a little bit different yeah, like, the visual style we all know all. we all know the Superman story we all know the Batman story we don't need to see it again. Right. Like how many times do we need to, how many times do we need to see the story told in cinema? We don't. More. Yes, more. But Star Wars does away with that. It's own original IP and and uh brings out these characters, doesn't do it in a ham fisted way. We just see this we literally see shitty nothing and this expansive space told through this these dual this dual sun it's like there's a lot there's probably a lot more shit out there mm-hmm. and the fact that it's called star wars and we can see that there are people that are able to fly spaceships yeah so we know luke can get away if he had the means or could but can't right and so now he's thrust into this adventure and here we go we're off to the races final arguments andrew final arguments is that i hate that asshole and where's the trench coat it's just like, what are you doing? Like, if you were wearing it with, like, a three-piece suit, and you came in with, like, a nice tan trench, like, a nice tan trench coat, and it was, like, raining outside, like, I would I would understand. I'd mm-hmm. understand completely. Sure. But again, this guy, this guy's got a trench coat on. He's wearing a black shirt that says, like, I used up all my sick days, so I called in dead. <laughs> I never saw that shirt. And he's wearing, like, cargo cargo shorts. Yeah. Sandals with socks. Mm-hmm. He's got a fedora on his head. Right. He's wearing like a, I don't know. He's wearing like a like a hemp necklace, probably big swatch watch. And he's eating funyuns. Eating a big bag of funyuns, and um, wiping it on the trench coat too. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, what are you doing? What are you doing? 
the Matrix inspire you to do this? If that's the case, then the Matrix should never be shown. It's not again. your friend. <laughs> it's like again. It's like I said before. It's like those guys. It's like people that wear fedoras and then they look in the, the mirror and they're like, "I'm Spencer Tracy. That's who I am." But no, nobody wants to be Spencer Tracy when they wear a fedora. They want to be Dick Tracy. No, they want to be. They want to be like Spencer Tracy or um, Robert Mitchum in Out of the Past. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, Gene Kelly. Um, what are you talking about? Do you even know who these people are? <laughs> yes. I want to look like a beautiful, beautiful dancer. Yeah. When I wear this fedora. No, you want to look like Frank Sinatra. Yes. You want to look like, you want to look, look like, like a member of the rap Sam pack. Spade. You want to look like, um, you want to look like a detective. Uh, you want to look like Dean from that detective episode of Venture Brothers. Yeah. Every, yeah. Everyone comes to Dean's. Um, but instead, you look like a dope who bought this this really ill-fitting hat, hat at Target, mm-hmm. and it just kind of it just sits on your head like a tiny unicorn horn, just 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 at the the crown of your head, and it just looks like garbage, and you you look like a smug asshole because of it. Andrew, I I guess I can't argue that the Matrix made a lot of kids at my middle and high school dressed like idiots yeah so regardless of the content of the film it doesn't matter mark it's the it's the the, thing that it did to fashion the cultural impact is the thing we always discuss here on the show yeah could be the best movie in the world but now i gotta suffer through fools that think they can throw on this uh like a rain slicker like some kids just wearing just just straight up and down red rain slickers (laughs) Thinking they're Neo, <coughs> wearing the boots too. It's like, no, you yeah. can't just wear that. That's, it's not. That's not the way it works. Moving on, Mark. Our second topic here on origins. We were talking about the best toy origin. Best toy origin. You went first in that first round, which means I can go first in the second round. Mark, the best toy origin is Mr. Potato Head. Mr. Potato Head. Now, Mark, in the fifties. We're talking post-World War II. Yeah. Um, Japan is an occupied nation. Japan, Germany is rebuilding. We have the, the essentially all of Europe is struggling to find the means the to get, pile. get itself back together. Uh, but USA, A-OK, mm-hmm. we're number one. So um, this guy comes along, says, I want to make a toy for kids. I used to do this as a kid myself. Seemed really fun. Mm-hmm. So he decides, I'm going to create a little little potato friend. Yeah. Mr. Potato Head. And uh, what uh, Mr. Potato Head used to be was uh, effectively a bag of spikes. Mm-hmm. Where it would come with a little plastic body, like uh, in the shape of a human. Yeah. You take a big tater, you just jam that thing right on the body. Mm-hmm. And then there would be uh, the uh, pieces, like the eyes and the ears and all that stuff. But uh, they would be little metal-tipped spikes that you yeah. have to jam in the potato itself. Mm-hmm. And uh, then you make you make your little you know tater face, and then there's Mr. Potato Head. And um, a lot of consumers balked at it. They were like, again, we're still in the World War II mentality. And it's like, well, I don't, I don't want to waste food like that. Yeah. Then... Uh, cereal company came along and said all right we'll we'll, t- we'll buy it from you well all right so it's like a premium now so then 
you know, you buy buy a box of uh, cornflakes, mm-hmm. and uh, you send us a couple box tops. We'll send you a bag of these spikes, jam and a potato. I don't fucking care what you do with them. And yeah. then there, you're off to the races. Put them in the driveway. <laughs> I don't care. Upward, you know, yeah. just face up. And um, uh, the uh, guys, the guys that uh, invested in this, there's a, like a, a set of brothers that were like, this is a million dollar idea. So they paid the they paid out the um, cereal company. the cereal company two thousand dollars to stop stop promoting this. Mm-hmm. Then they paid the guy that came up with it about five grand plus royalties on every every unit sold. Okay, and they decided we're just going to make this ourselves. And this is a fact, and this is why it's the best origin because the Mr. Potato Head then became the first toy commercial, first thing to really? be advertised via commercial. Televised commercial. First toy to be so because most advertisements, if not all advertisements, were for cigarettes. Gear, yes, Chesterfield's just everything. Chesterfield, just Winchester, yeah, yeah. Groucho comes out. Yeah. You bet your life. Sponsored by Chesterfield and which is, cancer, which is what you're doing every time you smoke. Yeah, you're betting your life. <laughs> and um, and now here's Groucho, um, and uh, so now it's. Uh, now we're advertising to children because mm-hmm. most commercials are geared towards adults. So now kids are like, oh, my fucking God, this looks like the greatest toy in the Someone's world. talking to me. <laughs> Somebody's listening to me. Yeah. I'm watching all my cartoons, and now somebody's, somebody's coming out with, with an ad for me. Hey, kids. Tell your parents to buy this. They're pretty sauced right now. You got it's it. The fifties. You so. got it. TV. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not one to argue. You're so, a straight shooter. I, I can't. That. I can't fault you for it. TV. So, uh, so now we have uh, kids demanding that that their parents buy them bags of metal tip spikes mm-hmm. to jam into things. Jam into taters, and uh, so, and so now uh, a bunch of like spinoff characters were created as well. That don't. There was like a cucumber character and like a tomato character and all sorts of stuff i like that i like that they were like you could you jam this into other stuff if you want (laughs) do whatever you want i don't fucking care so then uh we move we move later into the 50s into the 60s and then um uh the the metal tip spikes were a a, a bit of a sore point with consumer groups and the government fucking government man so the um the plastic bodied mr potato head was then introduced yeah uh, and you could store the stuff in his ass. Yeah. I'll, you know, just shove it right in Cram there. Cram some eyeballs up his ass. We've all been there. Let me tell you. Yeah. So uh, now we, we fast forward today. So past that point, so the 60s and beyond. Yeah. We, we kind of now have the Mr. Potato Head that we all know and love. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point, they actually started putting slat, like uh, little slots in there. So you couldn't, um, uh, you couldn't mix and match the face parts in like the 70s so like you couldn't uh put an arm where the eye was exactly they were like because they were like this is how you build the potato head and then yeah. they eventually went back to the small pegs the little kind of little round pegs that they have now kind of diminishes the fun when you tell a kid there's only one way to do it yeah but um you know people you're gonna put the you know where you the feet go on the bottom the hat goes on the top what, what more do you want from these kids uh, but it's the best origin of a toy because I love the idea of not only giving a child a toy that wastes food 
but also involves giving children sharp spikes. Holding something in your hand that you're then going to stab. Stab with the with spike, spike. And then having the balls to go on television and tell kids to be to do the it. first thing to say to kids, "Hey, bug your parents. T- bug your parents to buy you these spikes and let you waste a potato." Yeah. So it's really it's uh it's good to see where the classics start, Mark. Mm-hmm. So, in terms of toy commercials, we've talked it's really about it before. Really, the Iliad of toy commercials. If we look back to it, it's um, it's the tale of Genji. It's the Canterbury Tales. Yeah. Of, uh, it's the Beowulf of, of of toy commercials. The Crocodile Mile. <laughs> yes. Andrew, really, the Peace Day Resistance. The and, Crocodile Mile. Andrew, I went in a different direction. Cabbage Patch Kids. Cabbage Patch Kids. Andrew, do you know the story of Cabbage Patch Kids? Uh, when a mother Cabbage Patch and a father Cabbage Patch love each other very much, they mash their non-existent genitals into each other, mm-hmm. and then uh, nine months later, a Cabbage Patch Kid arrives at the Cabbage Patch mm-hmm. and um, is either cut from the vine and sold in stores or left to rot, mm-hmm. and then fed the pigs as slop. Yes. Yeah. Not quite. Oh. I thought, no, oh, that's that's Andrew, what my that's what my dad told me. Cabbage patch kids are grown from out of cabbages, effectively. Sure. Uh, what happens is you have a cabbage patch, just rows and rows of cabbages. Yeah. And then you know leafy cabbages, and then some Making magical bunnies. Sauerkraut. Yeah. Will fly over the cabbage patch and fertilize them with diamonds. Seems like a waste of not only a flying rabbit, but diamonds. Yeah. And cabbages. I mean, you can... Pretty much everything is wasted. You could really just... I mean, you could could train the flying rabbits to do something other than fertilize cabbages. You could use the cabbages for something else other than making creepy... Creatures. uh, Creepy, awful-looking creatures. Soulless creatures, yeah. And the diamonds. I mean, those could easily be sold for millions of lives being dug out of mines and... uh, you Africa could, and South America. You could effectively end the blood diamond trade. Yeah, if you had these magical diamonds. Magical diamonds that could cause inanimate uh, cabbages to cabbages become to children. Be human-like figures. So then here's what else, here's what happens next. <laughs> There's more? Yeah. All right. These cabbages become cabbage patch kids, which are these, you know, little chubby-faced kids with plastic heads and soft bodies soft bodies yarn yarn hair yarn hair Mm -hmm. then hopefully a cabbage patch kid will be adopted by a loving family yes would you like to know what happens if they are not adopted and it's a fate worse than cut from the vine and right? that would be merciful Mm. turns out there's an evil witch who if you don't get to these kids before she does, she will capture them and use them as slave labor mm. in a gold mine. Oh. Oh, well, that's... So, every kid is their own little Oscar Schindler. <laughs> with, with this piece of penny candy. Yeah. I could have saved one. One. I could have gotten one for this. Mm. To save these poor soulless creatures... From being harvested mm-hmm. and used in a gold mine. In a gold mine. Which, again, did, you brought it up with the with the blood diamonds. 
it's an odd corollary that we have these diamond children mm-hmm. who are then being used as slave labor in gold camps. Mm. I I feel like um I feel like the rabbits should be more mindful of this, right? That it's of like what what the of the consequences? Yeah, I mean they're just spreading their seed like nobody's <laughs> fucking business. And the now... rabbits are portrayed kind of as like like bees, like pollinating, like they don't even know what they're doing. They Look, you made a life. Yeah. You got to take some responsibility for it. The wards of the state as as wards of the state, you know, the the, the witch probably gets a gets a cut of every child she takes in right probably yeah she's probably milking the welfare system if i had to take it yeah probably listed as having like a million children yeah and then she takes all that money pockets it then also makes tools for her gold operation exactly it's 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 very turnkey It's, it's diabolical yeah it's a horrifying thing it's it's a horribly convoluted story to get to just buy the fucking dolls. <laughs> I just imagine I imagine the narrator just going through it and then just stopping halfway through and be like, just uh, just fucking buy the dolls, man. Just, yeah. Come on. Because it's, it's weird to imagine, like, who, I don't know who, like, the toy, the, the toy developer had to come up with this or the ad agency had to come up with this, but somebody was like, yeah. how do we make our toys, how do we make our dolls more marketable? than the current line of dolls and they're like well we make them superheroes or something and they're like no uh, uh let me get this straight you want to still you want to sell the same product but you want to give us make it different in some way and they're like yes also parents i'm a parent and my brat keeps asking about where babies come from and i do not want to have that conversation so all right then make uh, something up make the dolls about life and death and then all right, have some kind of thing involved where they grown. nobody gets pregnant because of it and they're, then how they're grown and if you don't buy one then they're going to fucking rot and have a life mine. that's worse than a fate worse than death how about that perfect all right fine yeah get the box do it. together i'm going to get it ready for christmas yeah Final arguments, Mark. Um, it's a heady thing when a kid is just trying to play with a doll. Yeah, it's weird that I, it's weird uh, to me that when toys always have, when like the thing itself has a convoluted backstory. Yeah, uh, I think Cabbage Pat. Well, I shouldn't say that because maybe like um, maybe like the Pet Rock probably also has some kind of razzle dazzle to it that it's mm-hmm. like it's you're just buying a fucking rock yeah. but there's packaging to it and there's a backstory and it's like you're adopting this rock and, mm-hmm. and et cetera, et cetera. A lot of responsibility uh the last i mean it's been a while but um, you know last thing i can think of that did that as well was like the tamagotchi yeah that it's like here's this electronic pet that beeps and chirps at you but uh the company itself like gave it this really fucking convoluted backstory that you were essentially buying like an like a like an an alien egg and whatever you did to take care of this thing was was what uh was was how it was going to come together wasn't the the, there was a knockoff that was like micro pets there was a bunch of knockoffs something but yeah you're just buying this egg shaped thing and they're like it's an alien and this is how you take care of it right Mm -hmm. and you just push a button and it's like beep Beep, beep, beep. Feed it. Jeep. Make it peep. Make it poop. Well, it pooped on its own. You had to wash away Play its with poop. It. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but um, 
I do like the idea of scaring children into buying your toy. Yeah. Because it's one thing to scare children with metal metal spikes. It's another thing to be like, look, look. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Like, if you don't if you don't buy this fucking thing now. The world is a dark and frightening place. You've it, got it good. These fucking things, they're going into a mine. Yeah. And they're going to have to work forever. Because here's the thing. Cabbage Patch Kids, they don't age. You think that's a good thing? They'll be there forever. It's not a good thing. They there's, yearn for death. There's no death. They keep they yearn for a death that's never coming. Mm-hmm. So buy it. Bug your parents. Don't. I don't care. It's it's, it's up to you. It's re, it's on you more than anything else. It's not on the rabbit. It's not on the witch. I mean, the government. Ha- they're they're products of circumstance. Yeah. But you you have the choice. You have the choice. You can adopt this thing. The government has a program in place to shoot these rabbits on site mm-hmm. to put an end to it, but rabbits reproduce at such a rate, and the government is shoot so... one, two, we're just going to pop away from it anyway. Yeah, so. The government is so tied up in Vietnam and other things that it's just it's just better. I mean, it's just it's, a mess. It's better if the private sector just takes care of itself. That's what I always say. So... The government only makes things worse. So, bug your parents. <laughs> let's 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 do some good today yeah. let's do some real good today uh I, I guess i can give that up then that's a horrifying backstory <laughs> that some fucking ad wizard made trillions of dollars on and yeah now here we are let's just we need to mark i've always said that we need to make a toy we need to either make a horrifying toy or become cult leaders because like l ron hubbard yeah both just involve just no scruples no. and um you know doing you know you could you could do it like if we were cult leaders mark just imagine that we're just up here talking people listen the best of the best like it's like it's the word like it's yeah the it's, almighty word you know we're offering salvation deciding you know trench what coats are best? in or out they don't know yeah and uh then they just give us money and we're like we're gonna pay it back we're gonna pay it forward by buying stuff andrew, for us andrew and i do not touch this money it goes right into the church of best of the best mm-hmm. however however we are technically the um stewards yes. of that money Le- for legal purposes yeah. we have to we have to be in charge of the money we are tax exempt we are you are not no no oh my lord no <laughs> no and you cannot stay here either and uh you know i think it'd be great and then we just get in the zeppelin once we can actually purchase the zeppelin and then once we, we get fly away once we get powerful enough one of us will kill the other one. Oh, absolutely there's then, no doubt about it in my mind andrew died a true hero of best of the best his memory will live on even though his body has been dumped into the sea no i think there would be a schism i think we would we would get to a point where we would we would fight over how to lead this fake religion. And yeah, we would demand, and then, demand that each of the, the the real true followers follow the separate one of us. Yeah, and then, and then we have our own holy war. And then we would one of us would kill the other one. And the announcement to unite everything would be that <laughs> the one who died gave his life. Yeah, um, I don't know achieving a second level of being and this is all over the span of about five days that's pretty quickly yeah (laughs) such great heights uh mark we're gonna move on to our final mystery topic as i said this is our mystery topic so neither of us are prepared neither of us have been prepared for this uh yeah it's origins origins yeah 
Mark, I was checking my birth certificate earlier. As you were saying. As I was saying. And um, uh, I was looking at the name, the name portion. It's the only thing that I have. That's all you've got. But then I um, scanned down a little bit, came across this thing next to my, my footprint. And it said, uh, it said, origin, colon, best personal origin story. Hmm. Signed. Dr. Vinnie Boombots, MD. Yeah. I said, that's... Sounds like a made-up name. Sounds... Is a Dangerfield joke? Yeah. And, uh, so, I guess that means this is our final category. Our best personal, personal origin, origin story. story. Mark, I'm going to go ahead and flip a coin, decide who goes first in this final round. Call it in the air. Heads. It is Heads. Kick or receive, Mark? Uh, kick. He's going to kick. Mark, the best personal origin story that I have is uh, one that I feel like is telling. Mm-hmm. It's involved. Mercifully, it's short. Okay. Mark, I was in kindergarten, and uh, one of the first things I can remember um, was, uh, th- for some reason, in kindergarten... This uh, couple of kids in there decided that they wanted to do like an art contest. They're like, everybody, get your uh, get your pictures together and uh, you know color something good, and we're, we'll grade it. I was like, fantastic! I'm gonna get on this. I'm gonna get on this. Got myself a white sheet of paper. Now people will like me. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, and uh, other than TV. And um, colored, I got myself my, my big old 48-pack of crayons, mm-hmm. and I got to work. Yeah. And uh, what I colored was a uh, picture of space. A lot of black background, but some white spots in there. I think there might have been a planet or two. I don't remember. Yeah. But uh, it was space. I know I used a lot of black to, to kind of fill it out. That's how you felt. Yeah. A lot of darkness. And uh, I used it as a, um, you know, it's a, it's a nice backdrop picture. There's no subject or not necessarily a, a gigantic focal point, but it's it's there. You know, it's a big thing. Using my creative inputs to put this thing together. So I walked up to uh, walked up to the uh, this you know this girl or whoever this whoever was running this thing it was it was just the kid. I walked up to this dame. She, yeah. She was uh, she's a bit of a trollop. You threw your uh, fedora. I threw my onto fedora the onto the under the hat, hat rack. rack, and I said, uh, "Here you go, toots." Yeah. Slid it across her desk. She uh, she said, "What's all this raz?" Mm-hmm. Um, no, she looked at it. She took it, and uh, they had like a, there was like five or six other people there, and uh, it was like like two seconds later, like literally two seconds later, she looks at this picture and she goes, "Oh, well, you lost." <laughs> and then she tore it she ripped it right in half right in front of me who was this kid i don't i don't even fucking remember and i was devastated i was like what the f- what what the f- what the fuck man yeah what the fuck and uh and that's the best personal origin story <laughs> 
That uh, why I I what's it's the best personal origin story because I feel like the best personal origin story is describe somebody to a T, mm-hmm. right? You, yeah. you see the story and you're like, that makes sense. Now I know why this person's this way. So fucking messed up. Yeah. And so here I am putting this creative output together in fucking kindergarten to some happenstance coloring contest. Yeah. Hand it in, and not even not even like two seconds. Snap judgment. You lost. you lost and then and then not even like here's your picture back yeah. it's just flat out just torn up mm-hmm. just tore the shit up out of it yeah and uh then then that was that it's funny because you and i have entered fellowships yeah and i imagine the same thing is happening right that now, is Mark. what's that they don't send you back your thing with notes no it's they just tell send, you they're gonna send back a ripped copy of that says you lost. you lost and that's if we're lucky because it's more likely that we just won't hear back no it'll just be like uh, <laughs> what month is it checking the website said. uh i feel like they said september i mean it's it's october, it's october now. but i mean I'm sure they got a lot of entries October. it's fine it's fine it's fine it's we're it's gonna fine. hear something we're, we're, we're gonna, gonna hear something. something we are gonna hear something i assume did, did, check check it again did it did we get it I, I thought i heard your phone oh um oh. the fly is showing at the new bev uh, the original uh, yeah i guess that's not interesting andrew yeah Here's my best personal best origin personal story. Best personal origin story. Andrew, check it out. Yeah. The year is 2000. Young Mark Gonzalez has left elementary school for middle school, the seventh grade. Mm-hmm. And um, I went to the same elementary school for all of my life. Uh, it was a Christian school where... I did not fit in very well. Sure. But I had friends. No. I had people who would listen when I spoke. (laughs) People who would look at me when I spoke. Yes. And (laughs) so I'm going from this private Christian school to the mean public school system. Mean streets of PS 118. Ranchero High School. Mm. Again, uh, I, I I didn't know anyone. I didn't have any friends. I didn't know how to make friends. Mm-hmm. And so for lunch, I would sit by a pillar and I would read. Yeah. By myself. Yeah. And I want to talk to people during school mm-hmm. because I felt like everybody knew everybody else. Yeah. And why would anyone want to know me? Sure. Because I don't know why I thought all this. But because uh, you were right, Mark, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you were right. So I would right sit, as rain. I would sit and read every lunch. Yeah, in the in like the quad area, and I wouldn't hide away and read. I would read where people could see me reading. One day, this kid, a stranger, comes over to me and says, "Hey, um, you know, uh, you know, Gary." I didn't know Gary. And I was like, "Yeah." Yeah, yeah, Gary, tell all, me about it. They all do that fucking goofball, man. <laughs> What's Gary said, up to today? Well, you better watch yourself because he's going to kick your ass. Sure. And then he walks away. Gary's always up to those crazy Gary's always up to something. That sounds like something Gary would do. Yeah. So then I pretty much freaked out 
because going from like a private Christian school to public school, I was already like afraid of the quality of people that I would be around. Mm -hmm. Again, I I didn't know who this Gary kid was. That's the thing. Like, I didn't know what was going on. Like this, me, I would have been like. This kid's so full of shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> until punch one is thrown, I'm not. I'm not buying any of this. Fuck off! You're just trying to fuck with me. But and probably was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I just like lost my mind mm-hmm. for about a day. I was like freaking out. I was panicking. I didn't know what to do. This guy's gonna kick my ass. I was trying to find this Gary guy. <laughs> figure out <laughs> going what through I, the yearbooks. Going through the yearbooks, trying to figure out what went wrong. But. I decided that whoever this Gary guy was, one, he was real. Mm-hmm. Probably wasn't. Yeah. Two, the reason he didn't like me was because I was aloof and sitting around and reading all the time. Yeah. So I decided that there was an anti-intellectual <laughs> movement at this school. And I think in a, in a big way, that is where my hoity-toity beliefs come from. Yeah. Is that... Whoever this imaginary Gary kid is, he doesn't like that I'm probably smarter than him. Yeah. And more cultured. You're just rubbing in his face with your fucking books. Books. And the fact that I don't talk to people. Yeah. And I really didn't end up with friends for about another year and a half, I would say. Mm -hmm. It was midway through eighth grade before I actually started talking to people. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to think that uh, this kid was like um, a buddy of him says, uh, you know that uh, Jeff guy? Yeah, Gary's going to kick his ass. And then he's like, I kind of know Jeff. I think I know Jeff, yeah. He's like, yeah, he's that fucking asshole that reads. He's (laughs) like, all right. So then he's just like. But really it was like (laughs) this guy who reads in like another class. It wasn't me at all. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was a game of telephone that got weird. Just like, yeah. And I I also like to imagine some other kid getting the shit kicked out of him and then being like, why is this happening? And be like, you know, (laughs) Frankie told you. I was going to kick your ass. I was going to kick your ass. You You had had plenty of warning. Balls to come up and say hello to me. Plenty of warning. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Like who's Mark? I don't understand. This kid's actually being beaten up, and I'm just crying in the bathroom by myself. Yeah, yeah. This sounds. This all sounds. I've I've heard the story a hundred times before. Tale as old as time. Final arguments. Um. Yeah, I guess I guess that does make sense. I did a lot of the same. I didn't. I guess I. I don't know if I was reading books. But you don't read. Well, I don't read. I don't know how to read. Yeah. I've been just been piecing it together. You read my manuscript, right? Whatever I find through sugar packets and mm-hmm. uh, and um, garbage cans, mm-hmm. right? Facebook. I, got, I can read Facebook. You read Facebook. That's the only way you find out what's Things, going on with your fucking family. People don't. Uh, let, me, let me get them on the blower here. I got my cords over here. Hashtag uh, not you, brother Andrew. Not, not your name, even though there's already... An immediate Andrew Krukowski yeah. that is only a generation removed from this child, but yet here we are. You should call this kid Junior. <laughs> I'm gonna call this kid punk ass. What I'm calling? I'm gonna call him out, yeah. son. Um, You're gonna tell Frankie to tell him. I'm gonna, tell him <laughs> gonna get his ass kicked. Andrew's gonna kick your ass. <laughs> I don't know who Andrew is. I don't know who any of these characters are. Um, so uh, uh, I I but the, I can I can see that I mean, in high school I did the same thing where I was like wearing my uh, 
my fucking like um trench coat trench coat <laughs> your sandora now it all makes sense my big dog now it shirt. All makes sense. cargo shorts socks with sandals yeah. and all no it was like it was like cargo pants and then like a like a gray shirt and then like um those like collared shirts that um there's like it's like a short sleeved sh- it was like a bowling shirt effectively oh yeah that's nice but then like opened or I me mean, i don't know if i'd button them up but yeah. it's essentially like a lot of bowling shirts mm-hmm. and like cargo pants yeah. and like a, like a pair of tennis shoes like that was my cool guy thing yeah i'm looking and this good is now like uh i had contacts so i didn't have glasses but i was like i look like a big fucking idiot mm-hmm. and um that's what I was rocking. Yeah. Reading reading my like social studies book by myself during lunch. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz then you would go and like visit like at one point I remember distinctly like I was like I in high school I'm going to I'm going to turn this around. This is I'm my gonna, year. I'm going to take the reins. I can be whoever I want to be. So I walked up so then there was like a kid that I knew that was in like my like freshman algebra class or something and so I just like sat down with him and I was like, "Hey." And this guy came up and he was like, "You're my seat, man." I was like, Oh, then. So then I got up and I was like, never doing that again. I did, I did my best. Just threw my lunch away and yeah. just sauntered out of the lunchroom. Yeah. And I just sat there and just read my fucking social studies book for like the eighth time. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not even going to get to the next administration. I know we're not. I already know we're there, not, right? but I'm just, already there. I'm just going to read it. Uh, so I can I can respect that. But but um, the thing, though, with, with mine is, is that... Uh, there was an attempt that was made. Uh, it, this was this is just happenstance to you, that it's like that some guy comes up to you and is like he's gonna kick your ass. Gives me a weird message that like, I then turn into a huge story of like. This thing, let me tell you what's wrong with these, this fucking country. These, all right, uh, this whole school, all of you people. I'm just trying to educate myself. I'm sitting around. I'm living my life, and you fucking unwashed masses Come coming, out of, coming out of the woodwork yeah. why don't you just go back into your overturned dumpster right. all right and just fucking die and vote for me for student council president please thank you thank you, thank you. you're all pariahs <laughs> all of you that's actually not far from my speech for the math club. <laughs> uh, but there was this is just internalized you, frustration. You this out. is literally you me said just I can be an artist. Being like this wide-eyed, naive five-year-old. It's like I'm. I made this picture, part of this contest. I know it's not very good, but uh, I'd like to like to enter and be a part of it. Yeah. And then we just told you lost. Oh, wow. And then tore it up. Yeah. Little girls made out of sugar and spice and all things nice. Fuck that. Can be real no, bitches. they were just fucking dickheads. But at the same time, conversely, Andrew. Yeah. Mine has affected my overall view of the entire world. Yeah. I feel like yours was is how you affect how you view yourself. Yeah. Mine has told mine was a series of just miscommunications, I feel like. Yeah. One sentence said to me mm-hmm. that has led me to this very day to say, one, I'm probably smarter than everybody else. <laughs> and two, 
people don't like me because of that. I shouldn't. I shouldn't let this win because it's so frustrating. Because it's affected our sto- our uh, our it's show. Affected this fucking show so many times. But I should let it win, just so I can have a vendetta against that fucking guy, so I can hunt him Frankie? down like a dog, and did and tell him exactly how he's he's fucked everything up. Well, let's let's play a game. Yeah. Real quick. I know we need to wrap up, but let's play a game. What would have happened if yours let's not even say you won. Let's just say she said this is very good. We have a lot of strong competition right now. So <laughs> I just imagine I'm going to I'm going to turn it back over to I you. I want to decline. I feel like this again a very good piece. Yes. We'd like you to keep sending stuff to us. <laughs> um, Most people don't get letters back with their rejections, but, but I just want to say I, there's a lot of promise here. There's a lot of promise here. I feel like your horse head nebula looks a little bit um, a little bit flat. Hmm. So just go over that again. Obviously, don't turn this in again next season. No, we've, but, we've already declined, but... We would like to see more from you. From you. We know we we want you we don't want you to win. We want the future you to win. Yeah. So just turn that in, bring it on back. Yeah. So let's imagine that it happened. Yeah. Where do you think you would be as a human being? On top of a gigantic pile of money because you surrounded by many lovers. Yes. I mean it's just it's it's male, female, whoever. Boys? <laughs> I I didn't say it was in the United States, Mark. Horses? Anything. I just think at that point like I just would have so much so much uh creativity and love and talent in my heart to give. Yeah. At that point that I think anything would be able to see the, you know, what's pouring out of me. Right. Anything in the right regard pouring out of me. Um, and, uh, you know, I could have just, I would have done anything. But mm-hmm. but she rips this thing up with each tear. Says, you lost. Did just, she say you lost every time she tore it? You lost. You lost. <laughs> you lost. No, it was just, it's just one, one, one you lost. And then just a big, and not even like a clean rip. Yeah. It's just like... Kind of at an angle. Did you see what one? Uh, no, I didn't. Yeah. Like at that point, the contest and everyone in that classroom was dead to me. So mm-hmm. that's uh, so yeah. If I had won, or if I, not, if I had won, but if if it had not been, if it had been somebody saying, I don't think it's like uh, it's like the one time, the one time we, there was like a class, uh, um, there was uh, there was like an election. It was like a class uh, election for like class president. Yeah, and for some reason, the teacher uh, of the class also was like the screener of who could run and who couldn't. She came to me later. She came up to me and she said, "I don't think you're ready to run for president." What is the matter with these people? I, and I was like, "What?" Like if I had just straight up up and down lost. Yeah. Like. Who fucking cares? Right. right? There's going to be a winner. There's going to be a democracy. She wouldn't even let me run, Mark. That's a load of shit. That's a load of shit. Yeah. But uh, uh, no, if I had if I had gotten some constructive criticism on that, 
I would, I we wouldn't be having this podcast right now, Mark. Because I would be would a be, better man somewhere. You wouldn't even. We don't even know each other. Away. No, far and away. I never would have. I never would have taken the Big Brother job. I yeah. never, because I'd be, I'd be on my own show. Never would have been. Never would have gone to lunch with me and my brother. No, never. This would never have happened because I would have come to Los Angeles, and as soon as I had driven over the state, the city line. Yeah. A producer would have just seen the amount of creativity just pouring energy. out of me, and just confidence, real, real nice, real nice energy. Yeah, and uh, would have said, you know, you want a I, law and order? I want. You would have been like, I'll take a law and order. I'll take. I'll give you a seven law and orders, yeah. and I would have just knocked out a law and order, and it would have been, it would have been wonderful. We got to see a real, a real emotional side of Briscoe that we mm-hmm. never would have seen before. Right. And um, Dick Wolf would have hated it. But at the same time, I think the network heads would have pressured him into putting it out there. Yeah. And that would have gotten a spinoff. We would have mm-hmm. seen Briscoe at home. Brisk That's home. the name of the show. It's called Briscombe. Br- the Briscombe phone. The Briscombe. And, uh, and then we just see Lenny just kind of bumming around, you know, doing stuff. Yeah. You know, it's a rec- he's a recovering alcoholic. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's like watching his shows. He's got like Jeopardy. We never see anybody else from Law and Order. But, no. Like, you know, it's just him. He doing, likes to separate his personal him, life. It's just him doing his day to day. He's going to the post office. He's dropping a letter in the mailbox. Yeah. You know, he's, you know, and he's got, he's got like a love life. It's not, it's not, I mean, he's an older guy. So it's not, it's not terribly strong. But we'd have like a crossover with like Golden Girls and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I yeah. mean, it would, it would be fun. It'd be it fun. It would have been fun. But uh, instead, no, I took a job at Big Brother. I took a job, and uh, then I, I met you, and then then we have this podcast, and then I looked at my birth certificate and yeah. realized that I just had I didn't even have my name anymore because there's a child coming up with that name. But Mark, I I can tell you right now, I respect your answer completely. Yeah, and the reason is is because your answer, I believe, fuels the show. That's what the issue is. If I, you think if, that if I if was that a different happen, person, if that if didn't happen, you and I would have a, it would be a very different show. The show wouldn't, would be much different. Yeah. It would be positive and upbeat and inclusive. Yes. We would be talking about, um, we'd be like, what's in the news today? This is, this is, look at this. Look at this. Dog finds new owner. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. That's that wonderful. is wonderful. I don't even need, we don't even need to say anything more about it. Yeah. The world is a beautiful thing. It's really nice. It's really nice to see a dog. You, you know, it's like you see a you see a stray dog, your heart just breaks. Yeah. But you see a dog with a new owner, new lease Save, on life. Uh, who saved who? Really? You that's know? what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and um, what else? Uh, now uh, let me open up this this uh, wonderful book by uh, this this uh, new up and comer uh, author James Patterson. <laughs> And I'd like to read something that I think is really nice, like a really smartly a written really piece of sentence. piece. This is an <laughs> this opening is, sentence. This, and I just, this excerpt, I think, really tells the story. I think a lot of people are going to say a lot of things, but this is a really good part of this book. The whole book is good. Yeah. A lot of twists and turns. Never would have seen it coming. And that's the thing. Like, I didn't even know that Mr. Patterson was an author until I was at the airport. They have a lot of good books at that, at airport. The, at that airport. I like to just go to the airport yeah. to go to that bookstore. And uh, and also another one, another man, Dan Brown. This guy has got a lot. I of don't stuff. know how he makes so many books. And then, each one a quality. And then product. this was really funny: is that there's an author who writes murder mysteries, but each letter of the alphabet correlates <laughs> to, to the, the title. title. That's clever. Mm-hmm. That's really clever. A Susan Grafton. Susan Grafton just 
love we should get her on the show people sometime. are people she's, are putting out so much great she's probably a local author I, I mean i you know it's like i don't want to seem like i'm speaking from on high talking yeah. about these independent authors but like sometimes some re- you gotta really hunt to find some good good wonderfully written stuff yes that would be the show that would be the show yeah which sounds like a good show i, I, would be I wish it. i was on that show but <laughs> Sadly, Frankie told me that Gary was going to kick my ass. Kick your ass, and now here we are. Now here we are, and I hate everybody. Well, well, for for that, though, you do end up winning this episode. Well, I guess that's something. Only because I, I'm, I'm going to find Frankie, I'm going to kick his ass. I'm, I'm going to kick his ass. Not Gary. Not Gary. Gary was an innocent bystander. Gary was, just was a victim Gary, of circumstance. I feel like Gary had legitimate uh, grievances with you, to be quite honest, if... If I had to take a guess. Yeah, probably. Probably. I was I was an asshole. That's that's the thing, Mark, was. is I like to, you paint yourself you paint yourself as kind of this uh innocent uh silent bystander, but uh I have a sneaking suspicion. <laughs> there was, there, I didn't know anybody. You were you were in class. There's nothing I could I, have I'd done. Like, there's you're in class and you're like reading your book and somebody says something and you make some kind of aside to yourself and Gary is just behind too you. loud. Gary's behind you, going like, "What a fucking asshole that kid is!" <laughs> Somebody's like, "Do you see the new Matrix?" And you're just like, "Ugh." I can't imagine. Found was so much better. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine what I, I mean, if I would have said something, it probably would have been that. I, I'd have to remember what was going on in that mm. 2000. Yeah, you were talking shit about Bound. Now, yeah. No, I was talking about Bound. You were talking shit about The Matrix. Yeah. Bound was where it was at. It's really their best one. I wish they'd stop making movies after You know, that. the Wachowski brothers, they have another movie. It's not just The Matrix. It's also Bound. Have you seen Bound? It's really good. Who wants to come over and watch <laughs> Miller's Crossing with me? Yeah, yeah, it was probably that. <laughs> 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 but the, just because i that's no reason to threaten me with physical violence. no they, but no but you have to imagine there's some kid in the back of class just like what a what fucking, fucking yeah. bound was because he, he also knows knows that like bound was, such a, bound was so boring what a fucking what a fucking dickhead yeah you know you don't always have to go to the first one raising arizona is pretty good too you fucking asshole mm, always thought blood simple was their strongest I'm, Frankie, come here. Come Frankie, here. Tell him. Tell him. Tell him what's gonna <laughs> happen. T- you tell him. You get your fucking shine if box. I get near him. I'm gonna beat his ass. <laughs> fucking yeah. tell him. Yeah, it was probably something like. Probably, I probably said something that I didn't even realize was a problem. Like this kid's dad probably died or something, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> boo, fucking who? Boo, fucking hell. Get in line, you dickhead. Yeah, as you're like shooting free throws <laughs> just, for no reason just nothing you're not even paying attention <laughs> uh. you tell him frank you fucking kick his ass yeah mark that's gonna do it for this episode of best of the best another great one another one in the book another one in the book um if you'd like to listen to past episodes and of course who wouldn't with such cheery topics um why don't you go ahead and subscribe to us on iTunes or listen to us at theflickeringbox.wordpress.com. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can always do that by emailing us at botbpodcast at gmail.com. Anything else, Mark? D- no. No? 
Stitcher? Stitcher. Stitcher. You can listen to us on Stitcher as Stitcher. well. Stitcher. All that information on the flickering Stitcher. box. Just <laughs> Stitcher. Every rip. Stitcher. 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 Uh, thank you, the thank you for joining us down memory lane, oh, everybody. Yeah, Don't forget, the, September 17th, 17th, the torch, torch will be, be passed. passed. Go ahead and just mark it down. You're going to start seeing some billboards advertising this and some yep. print ads. Just know you're on the cutting edge. You're, you're going to know, know what, what it's it talking is. about when you see it. Tell your friends. Big sign that says September, September 17th. 17th. The torch will be passed. All right. That's it. So long. Goodbye. See you next time. <laughs>